Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. You are now in tune to Women Camp. Thank you for joining the conversation with Prophet Servola and Dr. Charlene. Women Camp is a broadcast designed to inspire, motivate, and encourage women of all ages, shapes, colors, and sizes. We are all sisters, here to be courageous, anointed, mighty, and powerful. Stay tuned and join the conversation with Prophetess Servola and Dr. Charlene. Good morning, good morning, good morning. God bless you all. And thank you so much for tuning in to Women Camp. This awesome broadcast, we, this uh, month of October, welcome to October, everyone. I'm so excited to have you guys on the line with us in this new series that we're starting with because this month we're going into talking about connecting with God and the importance of having that divine connection with the Father. And I know some of you out there who've listened, you know, you're you're not believers. You don't um, you haven't confessed the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. But I want to challenge you to stay connected as we go through this series because maybe there'll be something that we'll say. Maybe there'll be something that we'll share with you that will encourage you and inspire you to understand our faith and why. Why we genuinely believe in God, why we genuinely trust Him, why we genuinely love Him and seek to follow after Him in everything that we say and do. And so I'm so excited to to share with you all this morning and um, just to get started on the conversation today about connecting with God. And, you know, I have um, Pastor George on the line with us just for a little bit. He's on his way to to um, do a an event this morning, but If you would, just come in for a moment because I was just talking with someone about you and just sharing how God has given you the ability to be able to share um, with young people the impact of who God is and what he does in our lives as we allow him. And if you just have space for a moment, sir, just to share with us a little bit about that, and then I'll release you and I'll let you go to on to you know your endeavors today. God bless you, prophetess, ladies, and, and all, everyone in the audience. It's a blessing to be able to uh, speak on the show today. Um, God has blessed me to have a unique opportunity to um, witness the young people of today. I am a junior ROTC instructor at a, a high school here in, in Florida, and the culture today is pro-Christ, um, and, and the young people today are looking for a, a solid foundation to get through the things that are going on in their lives, and, and what I've come to realize is that these young people, they have a heart that is is ready to be um, to simply consume truth. Um, they're looking for truth. They're looking for truth in in all types of places, and and so it's a prime opportunity for those of us in the body of Christ to not go and accuse them, but go, come in 
and show them that they can find comfort, they can find peace uh, with God through Jesus Christ. And how do we do that? Uh, a lot of times we we approach young people and and and, and just non Christians in general with an accusation of you are doing something wrong and therefore you're going to hell. And really what Jesus said when he told us that we would be witnesses of him, Jesus said, with love and kindness have I drawn them. And so what I have begun to find is that these young people are looking for someone who will love them and who will accept them even in their mess. And that's exactly what God does for us, is he accepts us in the middle of our mess. In, in the New Testament, Paul tells us, he says that, yet, and God commended his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And so we in the body of Christ, I, I, I feel this need for us to begin to show people that there is love, there is hope. In Jesus Christ, God is sitting out there. He's waiting for for any of us to come to him. He's waiting with arms wide open. No matter what the sin is, no matter what the situation is, God is waiting for us to come to him with arms wide open. And, 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 and I just thank him that I have the opportunity to begin to share that with the young people, not from a perspective of preaching to them, but simply living a life that allows them to see there is something different about this adult. Let me go and find out more. And then I get the opportunity to share the hope that lies within me. And so I just encourage you as, as prophet go, prophetess goes forward with the, with the message today or with the radio broadcast today, call in, ask, how do I make that connection with God? Prophetess, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to share. Uh, you all be blessed, and I'd still be listening in. God bless you, sir. So today we, we, we started this conversation, and I'm so excited that that um, Pastor George just really um, let us, he segued us really, really well into the next segment of where we're going to be beginning our discussion on connecting with God. And I think it's so important for us to recognize in order to connect with someone, you have to get to know them. And, you know, Prophet Samantha, I I think that a lot of times in our faith and in our walk as Christians, we get get stuck on the, okay, I have to be the church on Sunday. I have to obey, in a sense, the Ten Commandments. So thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not do this, thou shalt not do that, thou shalt not commit adultery, idolatry, you know, uh, thou shalt, you know, honor the Sabbath and keep it holy. And so as we go through those different dynamics, they're important. I don't want to minimize them at all because they are important. But I also want to emphasize the importance of us loving on God, the importance of us getting to know God, getting to know what his characteristics are, getting to understand his nature and why it's so important connected to him. And I think that we can get hung up in the ritual side of of not doing this and not doing that or doing this and doing that, that we forget 
the, the true essence of why we exist, and that's to worship God, to get to know him, to have relationship with him. And so as we go into this, I wanted to approach it from the perspective of getting to know God, getting to know who he is. In order to connect with someone, you got to know who they are. And I think about how, you know, in, in my relationship and in, in my husband and I relationship with our children, and we have our relationship with our children, and, you know, I, I think our children sometimes forget that we, we were there when they were born. Like, you know, Prophet Samantha, I don't know if you've ever experienced that with your kids. Like, you know, they'll be like, uh, they kind of have this, this moment where they feel like they know more than the parent. Like, you know, they've experienced so much more and they have these, these records of, of I've, I've got this, I, I, I got the T-shirt, I, I know more than you, you don't know. And, you know, parents that are out there that are listening right now, think about that in relationship to God. God created us. The Bible tells us that we were created in his image and in his likeness. And we get to a place in our walk with God where we feel like we know it all. But God created everything. And because he created everything, he he knows it all. And what we do know is given to us by divine impartation or by experience that God has allowed us to, to, to walk through, to, to, for it to come into our path as a part of our journey, the process of us becoming the people that God has created us to be. So I can lose um, perspective when we don't keep God at the forefront of who he is in our life. When we lose that reference for him, then we can lose our perspective on how we're supposed to approach him and how we're supposed to connect with him because it's not just going to church. Going to church is great, and I'm not trying to tell you not to go to church because church is our lifeline. But I'm also mm-hmm. saying that our connection has to be deeper than going to the church service. Our connection has mm-hmm. to grow deeper than just um, going to Bible study or just praying when others are watching or what have you. But our connection has to grow to the point to where we want to know him. We want to know yeah. who he is. We want to know the things that inspire him. We want to know the things that show him that we love him. And he shows us that on a daily basis, you know, by, first of all, giving us life, health, and strength, giving us the full activity of our limbs, giving us the ability yeah. to, to wake up and see the sunshine, to, to breathe in the breath, you know, the breath of life, you know, and even if everything is not the way we want it to be in our lives, because we can always find a complaint. Uh, but even if, even if everything isn't the way we want it to be in our lives, the fact that I woke up this morning when someone didn't have the opportunity to enjoy this life, I did. You know, the fact that um, that I can open my eyes to see when others cannot see, the fact that I can speak when others cannot speak and hear when others cannot hear. And I think that for those genuine blessings, we need to be, we need to connect with God and realize that the essence, we serve a God of love. And Pastor George segued into this so perfectly because the human need for love is one of our greatest needs that we have. And a lot of times we go looking for love instead of recognizing that God, our Father, he's the one that gave us that desire for love, and he's the one that feeds that desire. Prophet Samantha. Hey, man, good morning, Prophet Savola. Good morning, women of God. It's always a blessing to to be on the line, amen. Uh, Prophet Savola, there was there was so much. I'm I'm trying to figure out where to start. Uh, Pastor George was was awesome. He dropped the nugget and ran, amen. And it was it was good. 
um, because one of the things that, that I got from that is that even as he was talking about the teenagers is that they want to see if we can handle their mess or what they perceive to be a mess. Can you handle this? Can you handle what I'm dealing with and still love me? And that's the same thing that we as Christians, uh, young and old, um, want to know from God. Lord, this is what I have to bring to you. Can you handle this? Do you want, you can't really, you surely don't want to, to deal with this. This isn't perfect. This isn't, this isn't, I, I don't look like, like prophetess such and such, and I don't look like pastor, you know, more than enough. I I don't. My life isn't that clean and pure because we don't know what other people have bought to Christ. We don't know what they deal with. And so we have a, a, people um, have a tendency to say, God, you surely can't love me through all of this mess. And But the Bible says in Romans 5 and 8, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And so there was a love that he demonstrated for us that went beyond our understanding because how could you love me when I look like this? How can you love me when I've done this? And and I haven't shown you that same type of love, but I thank him that his love far surpasses the, the, the love that we would demonstrate one to another. And you were so on it, Prophetess Savola. It's not about uh, my, the number of church services that I attend, the number of Bible studies that I attend, is not about um, is is not about you know how how many uh, notches I have in my belt, so to speak. Although those things are important, it's important for us to assemble ourselves together. But it's also important for us to have a personal love relationship with the Lord. It's important for us to understand what worship is and that that worship is simply a demonstration of our love for him. I I was talking to someone and I told them, I said, see, praise really doesn't, praise is good, but praise really doesn't cost me a whole lot. Because um, the Bible says in in Genesis uh, chapter 2 that God breathed the breath of life into man and he became a living soul. And And then the Bible says in Psalms 150, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Okay, so God has given me the ability to praise him. And so my praise is something that I have the ability to do if I let go and let God. But worship is going to cause me some, cost me something, and worship is that love connection. And when we have that love connection with God, it's something that because and and you women women we know this because we we are people that that love and we show our love we express our love and so when I love somebody. I'm not ashamed to show it. When I love somebody, I, I love them and I express that love, whether I'm in public or I'm by myself, whether I'm in my car or whether I'm I'm in my home, I'm expressing that love. I, I'm so in love with God that there are times when I can be washing clothes in my house and I start singing a song to him, or, or I can be, um, you know, I can be getting dressed and I start singing a song to him and tears come to my eyes because then I realize, as the scripture said in Romans 5 and 8, that he demonstrated his love for me. And yet I'm just giving back to him what he gave to me. And, and it's a sacrifice. That's what he called love becomes a sacrifice. But I love him so much that I'm willing to pour out my love on him, even as he did the same thing for me. Amen. 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 I love what you were just saying, that he demonstrated 
he demonstrated his love for us. And demonstration is is an action. You know, that means that God actually, he presented to us himself in a way that allowed us to be able to receive him in the way that he you know, to receive him. He he speaks to us and he comes to us in a way that speaks to us, you know, and I love that scripture that talks about how Christ demonstrated his love for us, that while we, how God demonstrated his love for us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And to help us to understand the nature or the character of our God, that he loves us so much that he created this avenue for us to be reconnected with him because we were disconnected with him because of a decision that we made. And how is that, you know, and we look at Adam and we look at Adam and Eve and, and you know, we can be, you know, uh, religious and say, well, you know, if Adam wouldn't have done this and if Eve wouldn't have done that, then this and this and that. But truly, the Genesis, when it begins to break down the sin of man at that time, just really opens us up to the nature of who we are as people, as human beings in this, when we open the door for that sin-like nature to come in. You know, the reason why I, I, this is, I'm taking a little bit of creative license in saying this, but the reason why I believe that Satan even had the avenue to, to in, you know, to come in between um, Adam and Eve is because he knew that they had a desire to be connected to God. He knew that they had a desire to be pleasing to God, and he tapped into their desire or that sense of insecurity to want to be all that God wanted them to be, to want to be perfect. And how it is it, you know, even in our natural senses, when we look at our children, you know, Prophet Samantha, and how at times they want to be perfect and they want to master something and they want to do everything the way that they see that we do things. And then when they can't meet the measure or they don't meet the mark, you know, then they begin to feel some type of way about it. They begin, their self-esteem gets low. They they begin to, you know, um, their mannerisms turn and they, they start to feel sad and they start to feel, you know, we can just see that they don't feel well about it. And because it's an attempt to gain more adoration, it's an attempt to gain more love, it's an attempt to to uh, want to be pleasing or want to be fulfilling. So even in our nature or in in our in our uh, um, characteristics as human beings, we have that desire to want to be connected to someone or to something. And we are only that desire can only be fulfilled when we connect to the right source. And, and we see that, you know, they were trying to connect with God, but they were trying to do it in their way instead of just doing it in his way. And even yeah. in our lives, when we're trying to connect with God, we can't connect with him in a way that does not reach him because God does not try to connect to us in a way that does not reach us. Amen. He knows us. And because yeah. he knows us, he, tries, he reaches out to us in a way that connects to us. Not a, not in a way that turns away. And so as, as, you know, Pastor George was talking earlier and he was sharing how God has given him the ability to show love to young people who are not expecting to receive love because we as Christians or as believers, sometimes we forget that God is a God of love. You know, God yeah. had to, he had to check me on this several times, you know, because 
I can get to the place of where because I like things to be right or I like things to be perfect or I like things to be a certain way that I forget love has to supersede that desire. I have to Amen. love. And that's one of that's one of the major characteristics of God that I think we should talk about as we go through these, this next month of October and recognizing how do we connect with God with love. We've got to grow to love God. We've got to have an appreciation for him and understand what it is to, to love him, understand what it is to receive his love. And that part right there just brings me to tears because receiving his love, when we've yes. done so much wrong, you know, how could he you love us? Even in the midst of our sins, I'm trying to keep it together. How can he love us even when we know that we've done something wrong, when we've turned away from him, when we haven't done it right, when, we, when we seek to be pleasing to ourselves or not pleasing to our God? How can he still love us? And how can he still label us and say that that's still my child? And I was listening to a, a message that was preached years ago by Bishop Jakes, and he was talking about connect, con, uh, commitment. But in that, he began to talk about how our connection is as parents with our children. And he was saying that even when your kids don't make a decision that you agree with, they're still your child. Even when they're in sin, they're still your child. Even if they accept another faith, they're still your child. Even if they go, you know, and they live a promiscuous lifestyle, they're still your child. And in recognizing that, we're still God's children. He still loves us. Even when we turn away from him, he's still there with his arms stretch wide and, I, and 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 in our in our in our finite mind it's hard for us to conceive that because we feel that there must be something that we give to God in order to get something in return. And there is there is mm-hmm. a need yes, there is a law of sowing and reaping. Can never repay God for the sacrifice that He gave us in love. Love Amen. I think, and, and I dare to say this, love is one of those things, it's the only sacrifice that a person can give that I think never gets repaid. Because yes. when you love someone, you're constantly sacrificing for them. You're constantly giving to them. But you know in the return of that is not that, uh, that that person can just pay you back in a sense for the love that you invested in them. You know, even as a parent, as a wife, as a friend, there have been times when, I, I, you know, I would show love to people, and they wouldn't reciprocate it. They couldn't mm-hmm. show love to me back in the way that I show love to them. And at one point, I grew a little frustrated about it because I was like, God, that's not fair. And and you know, and then, but it was like God was saying to me, but you asked me to love how I love, and yeah. how I love is irregardless as to what you do. I still love you. Irregardless of whether you meet the mark or whether you do what's pleasing or whether you you get you check all the boxes, you know, while we were yet sinners, God proved His love for us by allowing Christ to die on the cross for our sins. He still loves us, and that I I don't know, Prophet Samantha, what do you think? Glory be to God. Prophetess Mola, this is this is so good already, um, because one of the things that you, you it, 
it's, it's so amazing because one of the things you said, you said, I'm trying to hold it together. And I thought, you know, the, the thing about love, and that even as we, we uh, discussed, uh, love is a demonstration. It's an action word. And there are times when God yes. doesn't want us to hold it together. We're so used to trying yes. to, to hold it together and to keep it together because we want to present this this strong, this, this dignified um, presentation of who we are in, when we go to church. You know, um, right, right. of course, you trying to speak, but when we go to church, we want to present ourselves as if we have it together and we're strong, and that strength denotes that I don't let anybody take advantage of me. I'm not going to share tears. I'm not going to lift up my hands. I'm not going to see myself. I'm not going to allow myself to be vulnerable because right. vulnerability cost me something the last time I yeah, allowed myself on. to be vulnerable. And so, but when we understand that the love that God has for us, and I think that's part of it, uh, Prophetess Savola, is because we've um, encountered this earthly love, and that earthly yeah. love has sometimes um, it's, it's left us broken. That earthly love has sometimes left us questioning, um, can this whole love thing be, be real? Can somebody love me the way that I love them? Um, so this right. whole earthly love, love thing has left us in a position to where when we come into the body of Christ, we see him as if he is an ordinary man. And so that's mm-hmm. why when you, you, talk, you talked about knowing earlier, knowing him. And so that's why it's so important. Worship, worship. there are people who, who – there are some people, Prophet Savola, who have no problem with, with worshiping because they are they, – yes. their love. Their ability to love goes beyond anything. But when we know yes. God and who he is, and that's why it's so important to, to know his word as well, then when yes. tough times come, our love doesn't cease. We still know that he loves us. He doesn't just love us because good things are happening in our lives. Yes. He loves us through and the bad. And when we have that position, when we take that position, that's why it's so important for us to, to know his word because when we um, – love him and then we and we know his word on top of that no matter what comes our way our love for him is still connected connecting the word yes. uh, connecting it 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 deals with um a link uh bringing bringing two people together or bringing bringing something together but it deals with a a link and and one of the definitions was a link to power or a water supply so if if god right. is my power my 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 Holy Ghost warning, then when when storms come, when situations hit my life that are not favorable, my 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 supply, my power supply is not depleted because His love for me surpasses the situation that I'm currently in, and I don't. That's why you see people in the in the body of Christ, they're doing good and they're praising God and they're worshiping God, and you see that they have this passion this love for Christ, and then something begins to come against uh, their lives. Something something begins to happen. Somewhere there's opposition, and they become, uh, you see them begin to draw back. You see them right. begin to disconnect themselves or to, to try to unlink themselves, and then they stop coming to church. And then they, you know, they, they may come one Sunday and then you'll see them again in two Sundays or, you know, it, it begins to be uh, disconnected. And you say, well, what's going on? And they say, I'm just going through some things right now. But mm-hmm. when you begin, when God, when you're 
when you're convinced of who he is, when you're convinced of what his word says concerning him. One of the things uh, in Psalms 86 and 15, the Bible says, but you, Lord, are compassionate and gracious, God. You're slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. When we understand God from that position, you're compassionate. You're not, you're not angry with me. You're not mad with me. You're, you're, you love me. Your passion for me surpasses the situation that I'm currently in. Your passion for me surpasses um, the, the, the things that I've been going through. You're gracious, God. You're gracious beyond yeah. the man. Because man is man can be short tempered with me. Man can be uh man is not always long suffering with me. Man gets uh upset and, and disappointed when I fall short. But you God right. are compassionate and gracious. You're slow to anger. Yes, I did I maybe I did do something wrong or maybe this person doesn't understand me or what whatever the case may be, but you God are slow to anger. You still love me. Your love is abounding. Yes. It overcomes anything that could come at me. Your love, oh, God, your love, glory be to God. Hallelujah. When we begin to fall in love with Jesus, when we begin to fall in love with who he is, see, that type of love, when we give our heart, and Prophetess Savola, that may have uh, something to do with it. It's the condition yes. of the heart that we bring into the mm-hmm. situation. I, I feel like saying that again, Prophet. It's the condition <laughs> yes. of the heart. The condition of the heart that we bring into the situation. Are we bringing? Are we trying to enter into this love relationship with a heart that no seeds can be sown in because it's hardened? Right. It's been hardened by the by the things of the world, by the conditions of the world, by the past relationships that we've had. And so we bring this heart to God, and we say, "Hey, you do with it what you can." But are we right. are we willing to allow him to make us again another? Are we giving him room to to water our hearts with the word? Right. Oh, glory to God. When we are willing yeah. to love him beyond the love that we've known before, glory be to God, Prophet. This is it's it's good. It's good. You know, as you're talking, Prophet Samantha. I just begin to think about the heart, and God doesn't. This is this is a good part about God. We try to come and we try to bring our heart, in a sense, to Him and say, "Well, let me fix all these things before I come to you." Amen. Let me deal with this. Let me deal with that. You know, and God says, "No, I'll take your bleeding heart. Just give me your heart." Yeah. Because if you could just give me your heart, your whole heart, if you can just give me that commitment of your whole entire heart, there is so I can do a lot with a heart that's broken, with a heart that's, that's you know, pumped. It's almost it's on this last pump of, of blood. It, 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 I can do a lot with that if you just give me all of you. And I think that that's an area where we struggle with in the body of Christ is giving God all of our heart. Because love, when you love someone, especially us as ladies, when we love someone, we love hard. We we, we go all in. 
You know, that's Amen. why we can get crazy and suicidal and lose our minds and, you know, bust the windows out of people's cars and, you know, scratch people up and kind of fool. You know what I'm saying? We can kind of fool that crazy because yeah. when we love, we love hard. We go all in. We we sacrifice. We don't have a problem with pouring ourselves into another human being. That's, that's the way that God created us. And Amen. I think that a lot of times when we come to God and we're, in a sense, broke, busted, disgusted, you know, hurting, torn apart, when we come, we don't want to give him all because you're, just like you said earlier, because we look at God like we look at a human being, like we look at man or like we look at, at woman. And people mistreat us, we automatically assume because we are made in God's image and in his likeness, we automatically assume that they're going to do, that God is going to do to us what somebody else did. But here's the thing about God. God is perfect. We're not perfect. We were made in his image and his likeness to be like him. But every day we have to make a choice to be like him. God has already chosen to be himself. He has already chosen to be perfect. He has already chosen to love us. He has already chosen to wrap his arms around us. He's already chosen to see past our wrongs. He has already chosen to say, give me, if you just give me your heart, then I will come in and I will make you anew. That's how much he loves us. That's how much he, he, he cherishes the relationship with us. That, that he will go through, you know, he will cross over dangerous seas and waters just to preserve the one soul, the one that feels like they are so ungrateful, they, so, they, they feel they're so unworthy to receive yeah. him because of everything that they've done. And God says, see, that's what you don't understand. My love is not about worth. <laughs> Come on. It's yeah. not about you got to earn it. It's not about worth. I release it to you because of who I am. I give you the love because of who I am. Think about it. As us as ladies, we can kind of relate to this just a little bit because when, when you, you know, when we, we're in a dating game, so to speak, and we're dating people and we fall in love head over heels and we fall in love with Bobo the Clown. Let's just say we fall in love with Bobo the Clown. And everybody around us knows that Bobo is a clown, but we're the only one that don't see Bobo as a clown. We're yeah. the only one. We loving on Bobo. We oh he's gonna change. He's gonna be perfect. He's gonna be this. It's gonna be like that. Da, da, da. Everybody else around us can see that Bobo is the clown, and, mm-hmm. and we just keep pouring out love because we're so we we're, we're so head over heels because of what the of what we we see the possibility can be. Yeah. If Bobo just get his life right, if Bobo just give me enough attention, if Bobo could just do this or that, we can see we see the possibilities there. And so we pour in, pour in, pour in. We don't ask Bobo for nothing in return because Bobo ain't trying to give us nothing in return. But he is milking mm-hmm. the fact that we love him so much and we keep pouring love into him. And see, that's mm-hmm. that's how God is with us. He's saying, I- I'm not asking you for anything in return. I love you in spite of you. My, you're, yeah. You can never be worth all the love that I pour into you, so stop trying to make yourself worthy and just recognize because of who I am, I love you in spite. You're never, it's, this is not a measuring stick. This is not about fairness. This is about me being your God and loving you in spite of you. Amen. Because think about it, Father. Yeah. I mean, we, I've been there where I poured so much love into somebody, and, and I just knew. 
I just knew it was going to be it. And then when it wasn't it, I was just torn apart. I was just busted up. I was just, I was just messed up. And mm-hmm. and I was like, that can't be right. You know, in your mind, you're thinking it can't be right. How can you pour so much love into someone and they never give you anything in return? Because that's not Absolutely. the intent of love. Amen. It's, God Amen. gives his love to us to connect with us, but he's not giving his love to us for us in the sense to measure up. You, What happens is, is there's a part of us that feels like we, we have to do something. And God doesn't take that away because that's what helps us to come out of sin when we fall in love with God. We mm-hmm. have to do something to be pleasing to him. We have to do something to, to be, you know, to present ourselves to him. We have, it's the least that we can do, but it's not from the perspective of us trying to, in a sense, I've got a hundred things to do to prove to God that I love him. No, this is, it's, these are, when you have a relationship with someone, it's not, I keep checking the box every day, you know, and hopefully you'll feel fulfilled at the end of the day because I checked all the boxes. In spite of the boxes being checked, we still know that God loves us. In spite of Amen. how things work out in our lives, whether they be good or bad, we still know that he loves us. In spite of, you know, uh, whether I feel good about myself or not, I still know that he loves me. Amen. And I, th- I think that that's, that's something that we have to continue to push before ourselves is recognizing that God's love is far more greater than paying a debt. That's good. Yes. And, you know, in because we, can, we go ahead, Prophet. Go ahead. I was just going to say the the you know the Bible talks about the Lord is nigh to them with a broken heart, and yeah. it's such with a contrite spirit. And you know, I just believe that we have to really understand that God is not afraid of our mess. Even as as yeah. as uh, Pastor George was was talking in the beginning and and talking about the teenagers and having and being blessed to be around teenagers and seeing how um, not just the teenagers, people in general, how the enemy is trying so hard to pull them away from the things of God. And so they, they, people find themselves uh, having done something and they say, well, God can't surely love me like this. And if someone does not come to them who has the ability to display and to show them, to demonstrate to them the unconditional love of God, then we lose them in the body of Christ because they go yeah. deeper in that place where they feel like they're accepted. But right. once they understand that, that that God can handle everything, he can handle all of that, he's close to them that are of a broken heart. And he's yeah. close to saves the one that's of a contrite spirit. And I can bring that heart that is not perfect, that heart that is not being pure, that heart that 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 has some places that I don't even want you to come near and some places that I don't want you to know about. God can handle all of that. And if we bring them, bring him that heart, he says, I'll give you a new one. Yes. He said, I, I, I can take that, that stony heart if you just give it to me. I can take that, that yes. heart that's been that you feel like has been stepped on and spit on and pushed aside and just stomped on. I know you gave all you had to give. 
in that last relationship and in the relationship before that and in, in your in your relationship with your parents and in your relationship even with your friends and you feel like they stabbed you in the back and she was just my friend and she was my, my bestie and I and she still seemed to, to turn her back on me and she hurt me like I never thought anybody could hurt me because we've known each other since we were kids and how did this happen? And so yeah. we bring that heart to God that's been trampled on. And he says, I, I'll give you a new heart in the midst of all of that. Let me yeah. show you how I love. He says, let me, let me love on you. Let me, let me give you a love that you've never experienced before. Because the thing about it is, Prophet Savola, he created us with this. I almost feel like he created us in us where he says, now, I'm going to feel that that." that space. I'm going to feel that void. And so, but we grow up and we, we're looking for someone to fill that void because there's that, that, that spot in us that's, that's looking, that's seeking after God, but we don't know it's him that we're really seeking out. And so we're trying right. to fill it with everything and everybody else. And then that's the times when we, we see ourselves where, where, where people fall short. They really do. They fall short. And yes, the the hurt was legitimate, and it was real, and you felt it, and you demonstrated, as you were saying, Prophetess Savola, you demonstrated how much you love and how much that love hurt by busting windows out of cars and yes. you know doing yes. just doing the you know going all out. It was still a demonstration of love, even though it was a place from hurt, from a place of hurt. Yes. And God says, "What well, if you if you allow me?" To take that, I can deal with it. Bring that, bring that, that place of hurt. Bring that broken heart here. I can, I can deal with that, and I can make it again another. Because God wants us to know that, in spite of all of that, He loves us beyond any of that, beyond any. And 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 let me say this as well: God did not create in us. He did not design us to walk in guilt and to hold guilt. That's a trick of the enemy. Yes. From drawing closer to the Lord, and so when we say, no matter what it is, God, I'll I'll bring it to you and I'll lay it at your feet. Can you can you deal with this? Because this this place inside there's a place inside of me that needs love and needs to be loved. Can you can you do that for me? Can you can you love me in this mess? And then He begins to show us that love. He begins to show us a love. There's nothing like it. I know this is this is women's camp, but when we see a man of God, and when I say a man of God, I mean a man that's been created by God, on his right. knees at the altar, just crying out before the Lord because he's in this state of, God, you can you can really love me too. And God begins to pour wow. out his love on him. We see we see that 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 uh, that woman who you know she 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 comes to church. But she's, you know, she's hard as nails. She ain't, you know, she, I, I ain't doing none of that. I'm not demonstrating any of that. Don't come over here hugging me. Um, she, she's put up those right. walls, and those walls are strong. They're strong. You can feel them. But when you begin to love beyond that place of hurt, beyond that place of damage, you begin to show the love of God, and then God begins to pour. We are instruments. We as ministers in the gospel, we are, we are instruments that God uses to tear down walls, help him get closer. He doesn't need our help, but he uses us in order to demonstrate that he loves. 
and he can love beyond um, any situation and any circumstances, and it's all to draw people back to him. And that's Amen. the place we're in. God, yes, you can. Yes, you can lay all of that down that you've been dealing with. Yes, you can turn it around. Yes, you can come back to God because he loves you beyond everything, beyond everything. Amen. You know, I was thinking about this week how I was in a time of prayer, and, and I had been feeling discouraged over a couple of things, and I I was, um, my neighbor was on her way out, and, you know, she's a fellow believer, and she was just, uh, when she saw me, she came over to me, and she gave me a hug, and we just started catching up, and she was just sharing some things with me and just pouring into me, and she didn't even know she was pouring into me, you know, I just thank God, that's just how he works, and Midway through while she was saying, you know, because I my I, I don't typically have a guard up to her, but I was just listening. I was just being intentional and listening. And then it was like Holy Spirit said to me, he said, this is for you. You need to hear this. And it's mm-hmm. like I, I felt my heart just open up to just like receive all that God was, was pouring in. And And even while she was talking, it was like I could hear God saying that this is this is how much I love you, that even when you don't even know, I've got people praying for you. I've got people covering you. I've got people set, you know, right beside you, you know, that are, that are, that have a heart for me, that love me, and that love you in a way that you didn't even know. And I just begin to, you know, it just, it is a humbling experience, but at the same time, it was yet encouraging to me because, even when we least expect God to show us something, you know, show us something that is on his heart to help him to 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 reassure us that he hasn't lost track of what he promised us. And so even after that, it was just a simple conversation, but even after that conversation, I felt myself, my spirit was just lifted, and I just began to go before God and just begin to pray to him and just begin to thank him and just begin to love on him. But part of that I was just saying, and this is the vulnerability moment, God, I thank you for still being who you are even when I doubted you. Yes. I know what you're capable. I know what you're capable of doing because you did it for me. So forgive me for not wanting to say anything to you because I doubted in my heart. How could I doubt in my heart, God, when you had already shown me that even when I was in my mess, even when I had turned away from you, how you still loved on me and how you brought me back to you? Amen. So if you could do it, if you, I, I, I can't doubt you because you did it for me. You did yes. it in my life. And thank you for helping me to see what you've done and not forgetting what you were able to do in my life. And so, you know, we're about out of time, but definitely not out of word. And this is going to be a powerful month. I can feel it already. You know, next week we're going to continue the conversation talking about the love of God because I don't think we could ever exacerbate that conversation. I think that that's that's a, a, a subject matter and just something that, when we talk about it, we can go on and on and on talking about the love of God, you know, how God loves us beyond our faults and how God loves us enough to to give us second chances, how God loves us enough to to restore, you know, even the things that, that are not even worthy to be restored, 
he loves us yet and still. So, Prophet Samantha, I'm I'm going to give the last words to you today to just share with those ladies out there who are seeking and searching and desiring for a connection, and they just didn't didn't know that that connection could be fulfilled in God. Let's let's to share with them as we leave the broadcast today. Amen. I think, Prophetess Savola, one of the the strongest things about connecting with God is having the willingness to allow ourselves to be loved, to understand that he created us to be loved, and he wants to show us a love that that goes beyond the places or the, the things that we've dealt with. And when we allow ourselves to be loved, then we have the ability to demonstrate a like never before love because he gives us a like never before love. When we talk about, um, I was reading an article and it was talking about uh, the church and how the church has um, grown cold, it's grown very regimental and how there's the worship of God has almost been removed um, because they're, they're, they're replaced with concerts. And so there's no connection. And Prophetess Savola, I I just truly feel that as we, um, as we on purpose choice, to allow God to love us and to say, I want that true connection with God that goes beyond um, just coming to a service and going through the routine. I want to feel his presence in my life. I want to, yeah. I want to know that he's with me. And God is so faithful and he's so loving that he will allow you to feel um, your pre- his presence when you're driving your car down the street. When you begin to yeah. say, "I love you, Jesus," I worship and adore you. He'll uh, he'll say he'll come right there where you are driving your car, and you'll know that that His presence is with you, and you'll begin to yeah. feel His love right there. Um, you'll you feel His presence in your home as you begin to to talk with Him, and you begin to tell Him about the things that you've been going through, and you can tell Him about why you don't feel like. Um, you can connect with him or why you feel like uh, you're worthy of his love. Because a lot of times that's what the disconnect is, that we disqualify ourselves in our own mind. We don't feel like we're worthy of such a great love. Yes. He says, but I created you, and I love you beyond all. I knew all of this. I knew you were going to go through all this. I knew all of this was going to happen, and I still love you. And sometimes it becomes so hard for us to understand how can you love me when I've done this? And God says, but I love you anyhow. I love you because I created you. I love you because I knew you were going to go through this, and yet it still didn't deter me from dying for you on the cross. It didn't deter me from from taking those stripes. It didn't deter me from being nailed to that cross. It didn't deter me. I still love you. And so when we allow ourselves to be loved, 
when we allow the walls to fall fall down, I would encourage women that that have put up those walls to to give God a, a chance, to give Him a try, and say, uh, "Well, I'll I'll do this just one more time. I'll 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 show, um, I'll I'll make you my affection." I'll set yes. my eyes on you. I'll begin to read your word, begin to study the word concerning the love of God and what he says about you. When you begin to see yes. that He that you're the apple of his eye, that he loves you with an everlasting love, when you begin to see the way that he talks about you, then those walls will begin to come down and you'll begin to be able to love him beyond where you are in your current position. And yeah. I, I, I believe, I truly believe that that God wants us to get to that place where we're we're in love with Him again. That where we get to that place where our love is not, um, our love is extravagant, where our love is yeah. it goes beyond um, just coming to church and 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 sitting in the pew or in the chair. But it is a demonstration, just as He demonstrated His love for us. We demonstrate our love for Him. And I, I just I just really want the, the body of Christ to be on fire. And to be on fire is truly to be in love with God. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Yes. To be on fire is to be in love with God and to be unashamed to demonstrate that love in his presence. Glory be to God and in the presence of others because a lot of times, Prophet Savola, we let what other people think keep us from demonstrating yes. a love. Yes. Because we're concerned about what they know about us or what they they think about <laughs> us, and with what we have on. And but God says, "Don't glory be to God, Hallelujah, Jesus." If you knew that the person that was sitting next to you that you're so concerned about what they know about you, if you knew what God knows about them, and yet He still loves them anyhow. We think yeah. that they're sitting there, they're judging us, but really, if they oh. If they see us catch on fire, if they see us get beyond um beyond the the places that we've um we've created in our mind to block love, if they see us catch on fire, then they're going to want that fire too. If they see us fall in love with Jesus, then they're going to want that love too, because his love surpasses all understanding. Glory be to God. Prophet Savola, there's a scripture that I love, and I know we're getting ready to close out. Yeah. Scripture that I love because it, it keeps me when I'm going through. And it says, and it's in Romans uh, chapter 8, and it says, For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor death, nor anything else in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. There's nothing that can separate me and God, me and Jesus, because we've fallen. He's he's always loved me, but I've fallen in love with him. Falling in love with Jesus is the best thing that I've ever done. Glory be to God. When I fell in love with Jesus, I understood I didn't have to protect myself anymore because he's protecting me. He's watching over me. He's keeping me. Glory be to God. So the walls begin to fall down because I understood who he was to me, that he is the lover of my soul, that he is my protector, that he's my keeper. Oh, glory. Yes. Falling in love with Jesus is the best thing that I've ever done. Hallelujah, Jesus. 
And prophetess, I'm not Did you want Amen. <laughs> Amen. You know, as we as we prepare to close this broadcast out, you know, every single one of these broadcasts are designed to reach women. And, you know, and I've had men chime in and they've, you know, shared how this the message that we share is universal, that it reaches out to them as well. I think the important Amen. thing that we have to remember is that as we are embracing God and what God is doing in our lives, that he takes us from glory to glory to glory, from strength to strength, from breath to breath, and never lose sight of that. Never lose Amen. sight of where you are today and how God is opening you up for another level of his love, another level of of where he wants to take you to. And so as we continue to share on connecting with God, you know, I know some people will say, well, I'm already connected to God. I'm already, you know, I've got my relationship down with God. And, and that may be great. And you might be, you might be right on point. But I, when I think about connection and when I think about connecting with someone, that means that there's something, there's always something about them that we don't know. There's there's another level of who they are that we we just haven't gotten a glimpse of, or or we may have gotten a glimpse, but we're just not sure about it. You know, it's one of those things where we kind of sit down and have that con- that heart to heart conversation with someone and say, well, how do you deal with this, and how do you overcome that, and and what is your impression of this, and and I saw that you went through that, and how did you build the strength to to be able to do this and that. And when you connect with God, there has to be that, that level of vulnerability, transparency, where where you share with him how you feel because God can take it. Yeah. God can take it. He he knows us. And there's you know, we because we're like kids who want to be pleasing to our parents, we don't want to say anything to him that, you know, we would deem to be disrespectful or that we don't want anybody to say to us. And God, we don't want to disrespect God, not at all, and that's not what I'm trying to imply at all. But what I am saying is that in our plight to to try to be pleasing to him, sometimes we ignore one of the things that allows us to be pleasing to him, and that's for us to be transparent to him, to be honest with him, to share with him where we are, even though he already knows, because he knows that there is a benefit to us opening up our mouths and being willing to share what we're dealing with. He knows how it helps us. He knows how it shifts us out of being controlled by it. So I want to encourage you, ladies, today to continue to listen in because these are going to be power-packed as we continue to talk about the love of God and, and our connection with God and connecting with him. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the broadcast today. As always, we love you. Feel free to share this with someone that you know is struggling with their walk of faith or someone who doesn't even know the Lord Jesus Christ as a personal Savior. We want to to connect with them as we go through this month. I'm talking about connecting with God. We love you. God bless you. And thank you for joining us today on the broadcast. God bless.